welcome to the seventh episode of That's What She Said with Cheddar and Bree. This is the show where we talk about things that we have read, watched, or lived. Happy listening! A report by the WHO revealed that 7.5% of the Indian population suffers from some form of mental disorder. The National Mental Health Survey in 2015 and 16 revealed that one in 20 Indians suffers from depression. Why is it that while talking about mental health, we end up talking about depression or maybe anxiety? After all, there are numerous mental health issues. There is bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, PTSD, dissociative disorder. Then why depression? Um, well, a major reason is a major reason is that it's the most prevalent mental health disorder that's present in. I guess worldwide, even like depression, anxiety, these are very common um, things. While there's a general lack of awareness about mental health in totality, depression being so common gets noticed. And depression is not just an illness in itself; it's also present as symptoms of other mental disorders and accompanies several um, different health conditions. And mm. one other reason is we do not understand it. The word depression gets thrown around a lot without being understood as such. A lot of us don't really understand the difference between being depressed and having depression. Uh, suppose you had a breakup. I'm talking about the usual young adult medium-term relationships. So, <laughs> being depressed for a little while is normal, even healthy. Breakups are supposed to be a big deal, and we should take time to process our emotions. And you know, other such situations can induce. depressing uh, depressing thoughts but that is not depression hmm. but since depression and anxiety are such common terms we throw it around a lot without being too conscious of the implication yeah and uh, you know depression isn't just about being lethargic and looking sad it can vary from person to person for instance high functioning depression isn't easily recognizable because there is almost no change in these people's daily lifestyle all the symptoms that uh, they feel uh, is not visible to others uh, who are around them then there is the postpartum depression which is a complication of giving birth most mm-hmm. of the women suffer from baby blues but in some cases the mother develops this medical condition of depression which can you know if not treated at the right time can also lead to postpartum psychosis and this can even happen to new fathers as well Uh, there's a short story the yellow wallpaper by charlotte perkins gilman it deals with this theme of postpartum depression and how misdiagnosis of uh, such an illness can push the patient to the verge sadly it has autobiographical elements as gilman herself had suffered from depression and didn't receive the proper treatment i really suggest everyone to read it did you read it i i remember asking you to read it I know you've continuously been suggesting me that but I I I'm reading four books currently okay that's a lot you don't take me seriously anymore. I do I don't love me anymore <laughs> That's not true that is I I will read it as soon as I finish my it's four books It's a short story Okay then I'll read it in no time Okay I'll read it tomorrow Good. I promise Okay. Um, anyways, the system, you know, the system that Gilman questions in that story, 
has changed but as we see the current situation of our country india we still have a long way to go before we getting yeah, yeah yeah before getting into the sociological aspects let me tell you that according to the union ministry of health and family welfare the uh-huh. ideal ratio of psychiatrists to population should be 1 is to 8000 yeah but okay. instead we have 1 is to 2 lakh and that's a huge gap it is it is like okay for 2 lakh people we have one professional so mm-hmm. that that's that's a scaring that's a scary number and even mental health research in india is limited to very few medical colleges and they don't mm-hmm. cover a lot of areas we mostly we mostly rely on us based or other western surveys studies and researches these which are not very helpful because we have our mm-hmm. own unique geographical political and social environment our own norms and taboos and our own um, general mindset so mm-hmm. these studies don't paint an accurate picture of our mental health scenario yeah that difference of you know the orient it comes in between and i think we are not able to fill that gap because yeah. we don't have enough resources there is a huge gap to be filled and yeah. not enough work is being done to fill it true and then there is the stigma around it now yeah. see just like physical illnesses mental mm-hmm. illness or problems can vary it can range from needing counseling to psychotherapy to medications and everything is stigmatized i mean yeah everything <laughs> okay so i had the counseling facility available in my college fortunately and in uh, in second year of my graduation i felt the need for it and i took it for around i guess 5 weeks or so but um yeah so when i told this to my mom that i am like i am going for counseling so she started crying and told me i shouldn't be this weak i am a strong girl yeah she she actually got very emotional so i calmed her down and explained that i didn't think it was weak of me to opt for counseling if anything i was brave enough to admit that i needed help yeah yeah absolutely yeah you see we take educational counseling career counseling like they're very easily accessible uh-huh. and i think uh, what's what's wrong here is that we have stigmatized psychological counseling so much yeah we have when there's nothing wrong with it it's just a simple session therapy therapy session to you know help you figure out the things that you are going through to process your yeah. emotions we all need yeah, like help at some times and yeah. i think in educational institutes it should be like given as a as an option for the students mm-hmm, definitely we have uh, we had it free of cost so that was another thing another good thing like okay so um, you see we shouldn't have to wait for uh, to reach some critical scenario before we decide to get some professional aid mm-hmm. it should be available just like uh, a routine body checkup i guess like physical checkup yeah yeah absolutely it should you know when we go for a full physical checkup mental health checkup should be accompanied with it yeah, yeah exactly and you know i personally feel that the stigma around it is one of the major reasons we have such low number of professionals yeah 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 so a lo- like a lot of them actually go abroad for the practice because the demand for their services really low here 
and yeah it's a demand supply thing it's an economy yeah, thing exactly and the ones who stay are uh, you know uh, financially uh, unaffordable for a large number of people because yeah therapy people. is costly right yeah that that's the reason you know the demand supply thing is the reason i i uh-huh. feel like it's the reason i don't know if it well you know um i said i mentioned physical health checkups i don't think a lot of people go for even physical health checkups let alone mental yeah we have this habit of self medicating ourselves and the habit of waiting for things to go Get to their possible plan. worst yeah. right. scenario worst right. case scenario right in general like health uh, healthcare system isn't taken too seriously in our country and the mental healthcare system is taken as luxury yeah yeah well our our healthcare it's more um treatment oriented and less public healthcare oriented this is actually a worldwide issue we put more emphasis on uh, medication and vaccines and treatments and we don't put as much on a general public well being you know public hygiene or yes. social well being of people those are not the areas that uh, we tend to focus on yeah. you know nearly 80% of people suffering from mental disorders uh, had not received in india i'm talking about india 80% of people suffering suffering from mental disorders had not received any treatment despite the presence of illness for prolonged periods of time and primarily healthcare systems don't even have mental health professionals and the ones that do they lack an infrastructure or essential medical uh, medicine available <laughs> primarily healthcare centers do not have mental health professionals and the ones that do they lack an infrastructure or essential medicine availability yeah while many of these issues are general issues of healthcare provision in india such as you know um doctors being absent and uh, supply of drugs being low and unhygienic like the standards are not hygienic and yeah. the mental health care it suffers most severely yeah most existing mental health care facilities uh, they have been described as being inhumane and the environment is described prison like And I think there is, there is absolutely uh, no availability in the rural areas. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are in total only 43 government mental hospitals in India. Okay, that's what's our population? One point three billion people. We are one point three billion people. Right? Yeah, I guess. I guess exactly. You know majority of India's mental health care comes from community mental health programs where mostly non-specialists they collaborate with specialists through voluntary or non-profit organizations that doesn't sound very reassuring to me true and public uh, education and awareness it's kind of ma- mandated by the government i mean there are funds for it but is it happening nope I mean the public is as enthusiastic about mental health care as they are about podcasts. <laughs> so, again, self burn that's <laughs> rare I guess. <laughs> yeah, well um okay, so mental health care isn't just restricted to counseling and treatment, right? 
Yeah. There are for people who suffer from mental disorders, um, they have facilities in form of daycare centers, halfway homes, sheltered workshops, and temporary stay facilities. And I don't think we have any of those in our country, do we? I mean, I'm not aware of them. They're far too little. And in if, recent, if they are not aware of it, then what's the purpose if it exists? I don't think it exists. If it exists, like yeah, we are not aware, so I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. In recent years, central and state governments have made many reforms, but they're not nearly enough. There's a lot of work to be done in terms of funding and infrastructure and personnel training, and yeah. you know, just increasing general awareness around such issues. Yeah, you know, even the helpline numbers they provide. Like a lot of sites these days have, uh, like, if you even if you Google something, then you get these helpline numbers for uh-huh. uh, support system, but they don't work. They don't. You tried them? Uh, yeah, I did. I tried at least three, uh, three of them. Yeah, I guess two or three, three of them. I guess, and that just work. makes me sad. Yeah. And I read somewhere that even the okay, that's a different topic. But even the women helpline numbers and such things, even they don't work. So helpline numbers aren't much of a relief. Okay. Oh, I I'm not it's sure okay. what to say to that. They're Sad. Dead. <laughs> so yeah, that's something that authorities are responsible for. Mm-hmm. but what's our role in creating an aware society i think the first thing that we need to improve is our attitude towards the whole topic and mm-hmm. also the patients we often trivialize the patients and the illness by invalidating them as weak or saying stuff like cheer up uh, don't think about it too much there are people who have it worse or the classic it's all in your head all in your head This is one particular phrase that just you know it it flips my switch I know <laughs> Anyway okay so uh, I want to talk about Ernst Hemingway here <laughs> Ernst Hemingway's depression and psychosis were caused by repeated blows to his head and uh, he ended up ending his own life eventually So what I'm trying to say is depression isn't something that shows a weak mind I mean Hemingway won a Nobel prize for literature a medal of valor in world war 1 he could fly planes and he was allegedly a kgb spy wow i, I mean that <laughs> i know right he was even uh, alleged of war crimes but he was later you know acquitted of them all and he he has lived an adventurous life mm. and we could use many adjectives to describe the man weak won't be one of them yeah and anyway What is wrong with having it all in our head, huh? Okay, that was a Sofia Vergara reference. I don't know. I don't think anybody noticed it, but we have been obsessed with her lately. I have told you guys the exact quote we are referring to, but I can't because it won't be appropriate. It is NSFW. <laughs> so you can look for it on YouTube if you want. Yeah. Okay, so um Anyways, mental it's a mental illness. It uh-huh. has to be in our head. It's a mental illness, duh. <laughs> it's like telling a breast cancer patient that it's all in your breast. <laughs> Now, okay, jokes apart, but yeah, the point that we are trying to make here is 
that mental illness is a real thing mhm yeah i mean mental illness as the name suggests they are brain related and although there's a lot of mental illnesses caused by various non brain related things but for simplicity's sake let's say it is in our head is head not a part of our body does it not deserve mental medical attention and care exactly and speaking of attention a lot of time uh, people opening up mostly yeah, uh, you know uh, let me interrupt here i yeah. was talking about this to my mom uh-huh. and uh, yesterday she told me when i said this exact line that people are using this phrase it's all in your head my uh-huh. mom told me everything is in our head so damn that that's exactly the point yeah it it needs all the attention because everything is in our head yeah continue yeah so i was talking about attention that a lot of times when people open up uh, mostly you know the teenagers and young adults when they open up about uh, being depressed or anything like that or feeling that they are depressed or um, anxious or anything they get labeled as attention seekers yeah and that's very common in high schools and colleges in fact yeah even later ages too yeah and let's assume it to be true let's say they are seeking attention seeking attention in the name of a mental health issue is a cry for help in itself true. and it requires mental health care true right if someone is uh, not getting enough attention that they are ready to fake a mental illness that's a red flag that's a flag that needs to be uh, shown to a, a mental health care specialist true <laughs> you know we all express a desire for that one person who can make us feel good and support us throughout a crisis yeah for me someone. that person is you Oh. <laughs> I think you are that for me. Oh, are we having a moment? Yeah. And moments are rare. You we know, are so, we are so used to, you know, uh talking about such stuff. We are. <sighs> but thank you. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so like we are for each other. everyone mm-hmm. needs someone they can reach out to for help then mm-hmm. why are we so afraid to ask for a professional help because like a professional help a professional someone who can guide you and yeah even to make sense of our daily life or our yeah. own insecurities or yeah you know one thing that i learned from my counseling sessions was they help you navigate through your own emotions they are not gonna tell you something new something amazing they are not gonna uh, do what self motivational gurus do what yeah. they do is like helping like help you navigate through your own emotions and channel your emotions and feelings and make sense out of it that's what we all need mhm definitely hana gatsby a very famous stand up comic in her Uh, Netflix special Nanette. She talks about Van Gogh. Have I mentioned I love his work? I mean, everyone loves Van Gogh. Yeah. I think, yeah. 
so yeah in her special she talks about how she mentioned uh, taking anxiety pills during one of her routines and a man came up to her afterwards and told her no don't take medication if van gogh took medicines we would never have gotten the greatness of his artistic whatever wow you know that remind me virginia woolf and sylvia plath two of the great literary figures their poetry yeah. and prose reflect their depressed state their depressed state so uh, since their work talk about this sadness and hollowness building inside a person we end up limiting them to their illnesses and their tragic death like yeah. they, they both died of, of suicide so the yeah. most well known sylvia plath fact is that she killed herself yeah exactly uh, through the exactly. oven and you know people keep you know building connections between her poetry and virginia woolf's novels i mean yeah Right. just because they both were depressed and they decided to end their life in a very tragic way yeah you know this notion that true art can come from suffering it's stupid yeah okay there's no other word for it it's just stupid artists have tried to make sense of suffering through their art yes whether it be painting or writing but the suffering itself is not the cause of the art Exactly. You know, Hannah later says that Van Gogh painted his best and most renowned, renowned. How do you say it? Is is renowned, 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 renowned. <laughs> we don't know how to say the word, but you know the word. So we are gonna move on. So his most well acclaimed work, while he was under mental health care, like the yellow sunflower, that is, you know, it's very easily recognizable as Van Gogh's work. it was the result of a component of his medication that made him see the color intensely so you could say that mental health care led to the best of his work yeah and you know limiting or defining someone by their illnesses is insensitive and nobody should do it yeah it. nobody should yeah speaking of go Van Gogh he had his um a doctor to give him the healthcare that he received he has even painted him i think and his brother that uh, took care of him and stood by him and maybe that is all what we need an understanding with people that we love and care about and professional help will be needed yeah true and you know trivializing mental illnesses is not a way towards it hmm. okay so uh, we hope that we were able to provide few good insights about the mental health topic issue yeah and the mental health care system in india yeah you can uh, you know there's a lot of misinformation floating around regarding these issues so you can you should ideally educate yourself on the subject and look for healthcare facilities available and overall uh, you know cultivate a general sense of awareness and empathy um, regarding these things and i guess that's the note that we would like to end on so this has been that's what she said stay tuned for the next episode and many more to come Thank you.